But now we'll move on to our last topic of the day, which is the Israel-Palestine update. So there are reports now that the casualty list or that there are, well, I say casualties, but it's really a death count. The reports now that there are over 10,000 dead in Gaza. So we're steadily, I would say slowly, if the number wasn't rising so fast every week, because mind you, it, the hostilities began on October 7th. It's Today is only the, the 13th. Like, so that's a month and a week. So five weeks. In five weeks, we're at 10,000 dead in Gaza. So I would say slowly and steadily these numbers are rising, but that's pretty rapid for a conflict of this level of intensity. 10,000 non-dead in Gaza. And we are uh, rising to a point where the death count in Gaza is approaching 10 times the number of lost the, the number of people lost in the Hamas attack in Israel. And at a certain point, and again, this is something that the, the Israel Sims just do not want to acknowledge ever. At a certain point, you can't say that you're, you're mitigating losses when the losses you've inflicted are now 10 times greater than what you've suffered. At a certain point, you can't hide behind the, oh, we're, we're just fighting terrorists. Anybody in this situation would want to fight the terror. Well, you're clearly not fighting the terrorists. Because that's not 10,000 Hamas you've killed. That's 10,000 Palestinians with maybe a few hundred Hamas, if you're lucky, mind you. <laughs> that if we're being generous, you've killed a few hundred Hamas. You killed over 10,000 people for a few hundred Hamas being generous. Because it's probably less than that. And no accountability, no reflect, no self-reflection. No, hmm, maybe, maybe we're not the good guys in this. Maybe there are no good guys in this. And it's a battle between animals. No, I'm sure the Palestinian uh, side doesn't want to hear that. But that's what Hamas is. Hamas, <laughs> they are barbaric. They are savage. But so too is the IDF. As evident by the fact that they're willing to inflict nearly 10 times the number of civilian losses, civilians alone in Gaza, as many as the total number of people who were lost in the Hamas attack. And a good number of the people who died in Hamas's attack were actually Israeli military. So we're, we may actually be somewhere close to 10 times the losses if we're looking at civilians to civilians. And that's shocking. A shocking level of barbarity and the ground offensive hasn't even really really begun in earnest we're just looking at small shaping operations as they move in to sort of clear the path but what path they're clearing I'm not entirely fucking sure because these guys have tunnels these guys have tunnels and everyone aside from myself knew <laughs> everyone knew that they had these tunnels like this this is new information to me I'm like oh wow oh wow it's worse because I'm sitting here going, okay, you're going to send a conventional military force into a city, the urban environment, the, the greatest defensive structure in modern uh, military, in, on the modern battlefield, the greatest defensive structure on the modern battlefield is the urban environment. You're going to send a conventional force in there to fight against 
a, an insurgence, an, an insurgency, a, an immediate insurgency, trying to undermine any control that you possibly establish in this area. In, in an urban environment, and you think you're going to win? But see, that's how I was coming at this. I didn't even know they had tunnels. I didn't even know they had tunnels. So now I'm sitting here like, okay, well, now you're just retarded. <laughs> there's, there's no way you sat there and thought, hmm, I'm going to go attack these people, these guerrilla fighters, these specialists. They specialize in guerrilla warfare. I'm going to go attack them on home turf in an urban environment that I know they have tunnels running underneath so they can pop up from literally every angle even after I've cleared the city block. Like, that's slow. That is such an unbelievable level of slow. Like, whose idea was this? Like, I, 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 I suppose we can give them credit for having enough common sense to not send in the entire force at once and to have these the shaping operation. But what good is that shaping operation if you're not in the tunnels in shootouts with these people? Because we're not talking about fighting in the tunnels. We're talking about you bombing apartment complexes. What Hamas are you killing when you're dropping apartment complex? Like, dude, this is so slow. And for me personally, it just makes it eat that much harder to have any sympathy for Israel's battle here. Like, okay, you, you want to get back at them. But your solution for getting back at them is to not fight Hamas, but it's to fight the regular ass civilians around you. Because you know that Hamas is underground, and yet you're bombing high rises. What sense does that make? What sense does that make? It, it, oh my goodness. It's so slow. Just so dumb. So dumb. And so counterproductive. Because we get into the, the diplomatic side of this all day and night how everything Israel's doing in Gaza is undermining their position. It's completely, eva it's evaporating all the sympathy that points that they gained on October 7th when Hamas attacked. You're 10 times worse now. Literally, you're 10 times worse. 10,000 civilians in Gaza dead. With maybe a few hundred of that, if we're being generous, maybe a few hundred of that are Hamas. We don't even know. Israel doesn't know. We don't know. No one knows. And yet we're the Israel Sims are still sitting here talking about how, oh, Israel is so moral. See how they don't want to bomb your apartment. They, they sound like a fucking villain, bro. It's like, I they, they have a fucking gun to your head. I, I don't want to pull the trigger, Mary. Don't make me shoot you. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to have to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> That's how these people sound. It's so... <laughs> it's goofy. <laughs> That's how they sound. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me, tell me I'm wrong. That's exactly how they sound, isn't it? I don't want to have to shoot you. Don't make me do it. <laughs> as, if the, as if they didn't have a choice between shooting you and not shoot... As if they couldn't just put the gun down and not shoot you. And That's how they sound, dude. <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> but that let me move on. Let me, let me move on. Like my goodness, it's just so dumb. But is Israel has agreed though to this uh 4-hour daily pause in Gaza. So this 
the the talk of a humanitarian pause that that nonsense uh appears to have gotten through in this uh, i suppose in, in a you know what no 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 it's 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 worthless it's worthless because the fact now the fact they agreed to this does say a lot it, and what it says is that a lot of pressure was put on them to do this because israel had no intentions of doing any type of a ceasefire because in netanyahu's words that'd be like surrendering to hamas it'd be like surrendering to the terrorist and barbarism and we can't do that and that's going to him so the fact that we even have a four hour daily pause or as any normal person would say a, a daily ceasefire uh for four hours a day says that a lot of pressure was applied to israel to get them to go through with this but like i said before and this is why i call it pointless if you're going to go through all the trouble all this effort for a, a humanitarian pause why wouldn't you just go the extra mile and try for an actual ceasefire you know some common sense get the bang for your buck don't leave the money on the table if you're going to go through all this to get four hours a day of a pause you could have gotten a ceasefire you could have strong-armed them into a ceasefire they wouldn't have appreciated it they wouldn't have liked it israel wouldn't have been uh, appreciative of being told what their position is but that's what happens when you're the tail and we are the dog we wag you not the other way around that's what it's supposed to go but no one in our government has the balls to do that no partially because they're bought and paid for by the Israeli lobby, but we won't even get into that. But what is this four-day pause going to do? What's it going to do for these people? What is a four-hour pause a day going to do if... Oh. Oh, I just... These people are just so unreal. They're just so childish. They're so unrealistic. They're so unserious so unserious i can't even believe what's coming out of my mouth as i'm reading this to you and i wrote it down myself like but seriously what is four hours a day going to do for these people when they're just going to be bombed for the other what 20 hours there's 24 hours in a day what is four hour reprieves going to do for you when you're being bombed for the other four? Oh wow we saved the civilians and we got them to the hospital we got the wounded to the hospital oops the israelis are bombing hospitals now Oh, my bad. It was just a parking lot. It's a, it's a great thing we got out of that that city block. We made it over to, to Aunt, Aunt Hamim's place. Oh, what's that? Oh, the Israelis are going to bomb the apartment complex. Oh, okay. Well, guess we'll die. It's like, what's four hours going to do for these people if you're just going to bomb them the other 20? Like, this is so pointless. This is so pointless. Uh, I mean you could say you could make the argument that it's going to allow for humanitarian aid to come in for those four hours but if we're going to compress the time frame by which aid going into gaza can get there uh, if we're going to compress that to just these four hours and then these people and i'm talking about our government these people view hamas as terrorists and nothing more so what have you done? You've told the terrorists exactly when all this free food, free water, and free medical equipment is going to arrive in their territory, controlled by the terrorists. Like, 
what's the plan here? The plan is, seems to be transparently to just arm and fund both sides of the war. That's what it seems like to me. Because uh, Biden says he's not going to allow the, the $14 billion in aid to Israel to pass because it doesn't have the humanitarian aid for Gaza. Well, okay, well, you know who's going to get their hands on that aid first. Hamas is the government in Palestine, or at least the at least the Gaza Strip anyway. Hamas is the government there. So where is all this humanitarian aid going to go? It's going to go into the hands of the government in Gaza, and that is Hamas. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, huh? And again, I think it's very transparently they're trying to arm and fund both sides of the war. And you have, you have the Palestine simps talking about now how you can't, they're, they're not actually, Hamas isn't actually using human shields, bro. They're not, see, how can, how can I be a human shield in a place where I live? Well, easy. The guy with the gun is going to hide behind you while he shoots at the other guy with the gun. It's, it's very simple. Like, the lengths to which people are willing to go to, to justify and explain and rationalize all these actions between people who are really, really savage is, I, should I say shocking or should I say disappointing? I think it's disappointing. It's not, it's not really shocking. Uh, it is entertaining to watch, you know, because I don't live in Gaza. I don't live in Israel. so It's a show for me, but it's, it's entertaining to watch. The, the the hoops that people are willing to go through, the, the ladders that they're willing to climb, the pretzels they're willing to twist and bend themselves into, uh, at least from a mental gymnastics point of view, to justify doing things they otherwise wouldn't condone. Very interesting, very, very interesting. But yeah, it, it's just like the COVID lockdowns and how you're, we're going to compress, we're going to make sure the businesses are only able to be open between this time and this time. Well, okay. All the people that would have gone into the Walmart at one or three o'clock in the morning are now going to be arriving at the Walmart between eight and eight. So you're compressing the time frame in which people are going to be coming in. So now more people who otherwise would never have interacted because they would have come at different times are more people are going to be arriving in the same place at the same time, meaning there's a greater chance of infection. So you're getting, you're going to get the same thing. You're going to compress the time frame for this aid, meaning more of that aid is going to arrive at the same time. And you have the added effect of telling the people that you're supposedly not trying to give the aid to when the aid is going to arrive. Granted, not that the Hamas wouldn't know because they're the government in Gaza. Of course they're going to know. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. But, uh, my goodness, you, we have Israeli forces also reportedly uh, encircling Shifa, and Shifa is the largest hospital in Gaza. Now, Israeli forces have confirmed that there's been fighting around the hospital, but they have denied putting it under siege, as has been claimed. But it's a mess. Uh, you're getting into shootouts around a hospital. Like, that in and of itself is a bad look. Like, it's as if the Israelis are just completely unaware of the fact that they have already lost the PR battle. It's as if they're unaware. They're going on as if, okay, we were the ones who attacked, so okay, so we have a blank check to do whatever we want. And we enable this behavior by giving them that blank check, but 
let's be real here. You're getting into a shootout around a hospital. After that conundrum, that PR nightmare, when it looked like you bombed another hospital. After the, the PR nightmare of you bombing a refugee camp multiple times. Like, at what point are we going to stop simping for these people? And stop pretending that this is just a war against the terrorists when the clearly, 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 it's a war against the civilians of Gaza. Because that's what it is. That's what Israel is actually fighting. Because they're not killing Hamas. They're killing civilians in Gaza. They're leveling homes, forcing people out of their homes. They forced a million people to evacuate Gaza, the northern part of Gaza. And now they're moving in with their military. And they're killing overwhelmingly civilians. They're bombing refugee camps. They're bombing the parking lots of hospitals. They're getting into shootouts around the largest hospital in Gaza. At what point are we going to acknowledge this for what it is? It's retribution. And we went, And plus, they're putting all of Gaza under siege. No food, no water, no electricity, no fuel. This is a war against the, the population of Gaza, not Hamas. Collective punishment. And there was another story that I saw coming out from that same incident of the, the fighting around uh, Shifa, that, that, the biggest hospital in Gaza. I saw another story come out of that, which said that a baby had died prematurely because the hospital's generator ran out of fuel. And so it begins. And so it begins. Dude, deaths due to lack of fuel to keep life-saving equipment running. That baby is just the beginning. Because there are lots of other things that you need electricity for. What about the diabetics who need to keep their insulin refrigerated? They're dead. You don't have the fuel. What about people who need breathing machines? They're dead. What about people who are on oxygen? Dead. <laughs> what about people who are on the IV drip? Any what about people? What about people who need who are literally hooked up to machines that keep them alive? What happens when you run out of power to keep those machines up? Those people die. And it's this is what happens when you put a population under siege. This this is why again going on a side note why the, the green agenda is anti-humanist. You need fuel for people to live. And we can see now in Gaza what happens when you don't have fuel. People die. And that's the goal. Israel's not fighting a war against Hamas. They're fighting a war, uh, they're fighting a war against Palestinians in general. That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. Now, how long... We, we can see that the, the, the narrative around Ukraine is collapsing in real time. Now, how long do we have to wait for the narrative around Israel-Palestine to collapse? Maybe a year, maybe six months. My, my, bet, my bet is somewhere within the vicinity of six months. Because the, these, these things sort of get break, broken down uh, faster and faster every time. So I think about six months is a good uh, estimate. Now, maybe it'll happen a lot faster. I think six months is a good estimate. We'll see. We will see. But another thing that I want to get into, and this is sort of a, the speculation here, the speculation, 
is the potential of a war. And I say the potential of a war, but really I'm talking about a war that has already been threatened. And I'm talking about Turkey. Because we know that Turkey, their president Erdogan, has threatened on multiple occasions, multiple times, to fight a war with Israel. If Israel goes into Gaza. He's threatened this multiple times. This segment was taken from my podcast, This Week in Geopolitics. I have new episodes every Monday, so if you like what you heard, consider giving me a follow. Thanks for listening, and hopefully I'll see you next time. Servus.